Hello, my name's Thomas, and this is Planted, our podcast detailing the stories of vineyard church planters. We have a great chat today with you, with you, for you, with John and Jude Crawford at Teverton Vineyard. Brilliant leaders, brilliant story, lots of gold. We hope it encourages you, and wherever you're at, and yeah, we hope you enjoy. Over to John and Jude, and to me. Well, it's, it's great to have John and Jude Crawford with us on the podcast, and it's extra special for me because John and Jude are family. I'm married to John's sister, Mary, and it's great to have you guys on. Why don't you say hello? Hi, guys. My name's Jude. Um, I am, yeah, I'm married to the, to the lovely John, um, who is, yeah, Mary's brother, so we are related um, by blood, yeah. Yes. Hi, Thomas. Hello. It's great to be with, great to be with you uh, today. Yeah, we're so excited to be with you. Really privileged to be asked. And uh, yeah, I look forward just to unpacking a bit of the story of uh, our planting journey and, and Tiverton Vineyard as well. Yes, I'm excited to have you guys on. It's great. It's great. It's great. Why, why don't we kick off the chat, John and Jude? Give us a little bit of your personal story, your journey. Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, yeah, sure, we'd, love, we'd love to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as I said, my name's Jude. I um, you probably can't tell now, but I did grow up in Northern <laughs> Ireland um, in a town called Portadown, which is about thirty miles south of Belfast. So I am Northern Irish, um, and yeah, I grew up there, um, lived there most, if not all, of my um, childhood. Um, I am the youngest of three. Um, I've got an older brother, older sister. Um, and yeah, we um, I enjoyed growing up really as the youngest sibling. We had a we were regular um, attenders at our church, which was a Presbyterian um, church, um, fairly traditional but huge in numbers. Um, and it was, just, was the youth group. Tell them yeah, the, the youth group was huge. I was just going to say that you, there was kind of that traditional. Uh, Sunday school that we went along to and did our catechism did all that um and then yeah when you hit high school so uh age 11 uh there was this just ginormous youth group um which was a combination of all of the youth from across the town and and further afield but it ran out of our church so that was just caught everyone's attention everyone's Mm. time and and most young people that I knew of committed to going to that. So that was a Saturday night um, hangout. It was, you know, worship, Bible teaching, but just so, so popular, uh, huge in numbers, like maybe 400, 500 people. Um, 400. And so, yeah, it was absolutely massive. Wow. I, remember, I remember, did you come one time and you were like, what is this? My word, that's but, a lot of Cappy um, sons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been there. I've never been I there. I think your yeah. brother Dave or something came once for some reason. But wow. um, yeah, I think it was huge, and I didn't quite appreciate it because Portadown was quite a small town, probably mm. similar in size to Tiverton, about mm-hmm. thirty thousand. Yeah, is yeah. it? Um, so yeah, I think it was it was a real blessing, and I didn't even know it at the time. So uh, anyway, I um I then went to Aberdeen uh, to study pharmacy um, as a degree. So left um, left home, went over to Aberdeen. 
um, which is where the Scottish connection comes in. You can see where it's going, can't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Aberdeen for uh, uni and yeah, studied for four year degree at pharmacy there, Robert Gordon. Um, and just straight away got um, plugged into a church there, a Baptist mm. church, um, Jared Street Baptist, met a couple of really great friends there, one that did the course with me and it felt like quite an easy transition. I think because I was so used to doing stuff, it just didn't, I, when I went, I just wanted to find something that I could get plugged into. So we did that. Uh, I went along there. And in my second year of university, I met the lovely John. Um, uh, uh, we, um, <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> actually, um, it's a funny story because we um, we were um, buddies for two people that weren't going on a date. Uh, so my friend was going on a date with John's friend. Um, and because it was a fairly new thing, she asked if her friend could come. And he said, sure, I'll bring one of mine. So we had like a yeah, yeah double date, I guess, blind yeah. date. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sadly, they didn't get together, but we did. <laughs> So it was quite fun. Although they're very happy. They're, they're very, very happy. Married. They've gone on to be very so happy with other, yeah. So happy stuff. But we met at the Queen Vic in Aberdeen, um, which uh, was the pub, yeah. So, um, yeah. and yeah, that the rest, um, we just, yeah, sort of spent more time together. We, we went to separate churches, but I'm sure John will say about that. But, mm. um, yeah, how far do you want me to go? Well, should we stop at, stop at Scotland and you can... You yeah. can fill in the, okay, the other yeah, gaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so for me, I grew up in Inverness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, born and bred, yeah, man. <laughs> I always say, Dan, you were, we're in, in Devon, for those that don't know. So whenever uh, I tell folk about um, where I grew up, I say, you know, I tell them it's Inverness, which is, I mean, if they know their geography, it's the capital of the Highlands. Um, it's in northeast Scotland, and if they know their Bibles, they'll know it's the closest place to heaven. Come on! And, uh, you, you can tell you can tell who's new in the church because they laugh. Everyone else, like they've heard it too many times, <laughs> too many times, man. It's staying in the podcast. It's staying in the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can use it, T. It's tears. You can have I'm it. gonna. Um, no, we love we love Tiverton uh, mm. as well, and um, so yeah, I, I grew up in. And Inverness, and yeah, had a great time there. Had a younger uh, brother, and then youngest of all uh, was our sister, Mary, your your wife, and a <laughs> um, mum and dad. Uh, and we went along to a Baptist church there, and uh, which you know this was maybe thirty years ago it was mm. quite traditional at the time, but was, uh, it was just a traditional local Baptist church. But it was fantastic. Like it was so good for us. We. Uh, um we had a great youth group there there were um, so many like legends there rod and lorna t- teaching us there in the youth group liz campbell and all those guys so much and and it you know so it was like a, a local youth group we'd meet in um in church halls and things like that this would have been throughout the 90s like and i just remember i just never you know those moments of life never forget going to where they took us all down to soul survivor one year like 99 i remember mm. we went to soul survivor and just blew my mind yeah. <laughs> like never seen anything like that and just the level of 
expectation, excitement, and like dynamite, dynamism that you saw there. And yeah. so for a 16 year old John, that was a bit of a, an eye opener. I was a Christian mm-hmm. uh, at the time, I became a Christian at the Inverness Baptist Church and baptized there. Then went on to university, went to Aberdeen to get a degree in a suntan, of course. And then <laughs> the, sun, the sun always shines in Aberdeen. And yeah, again, Great, great times there. Um, um, so that's the time, isn't it, when you decide, is is this faith of mine real? And is it something I'm going to uh, prioritise and cling on to? Or, or does it go on the back burner? Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know why, but just by the grace of God, mm. I just uh, always find myself in church uh, on, on a Sunday morning and, and really stuck. And there was a great group in the Christian Union, that legendary Christian Union mm-hmm. in Aberdeen University. Um, so I was I was studying geography there and, and just really making the most of uni life. So playing lots, I played rugby all my life, so playing lots of rugby. So, so yeah, still, you know, frequented the nights, but like nightclubs or pubs or parties mm-hmm. or whatever. But, but Sunday, you know, it was always... Uh, in church and really committed mm. um, to my relationship with God. So um, throughout university, I um, and, and interestingly enough, I, I went along with my housemate to to City Church, mm. which is now mm. is now Catholic Vineyard, mm. and and mm. it's been beautiful just seeing that story and and, and seeing what God's done there. And um, throughout university, I was I, I fancied going into the Royal Marines. Mm. And they sponsored me part of my way through university. And then, so yeah, left uni, um, had a fairly honest conversation with Jude. I said, like, if you're not within like an hour of Exmouth, it's not really going to work going forward, Mm. (laughs) which sounds pretty harsh, but it was was probably good. Like it was true. So just, so then from uni, we both moved to the Southwest of England. I started training with the Marines there at Limpston and mm. Jude uh, started her pharmacy career at, at Taunton yeah. in Somerset and yeah like I mean I think it's the same anyone that starts Royal Marine training they're, they're not sure the first few days they think they're not sure what they've done um but yeah I, I so it's an 18 month course I left after six months for a number of reasons I, I think ultimately it was I just didn't want to be a professional soldier and just be told where I was going to live my life. You know, you, you give all that control to yeah. this organization and mm. ultimately, yeah. So, so I, I left and, and, and that led to quite a tough year for us. I'd say 2006, we, mm. um, Jude's father was very ill with cancer. Mm. I was having a bit of an identity crisis. I thought it was going to be this guy in the Marines and the yeah. Christian and all this yeah. stuff. And, and, and it wasn't that. And, so that led to some soul searching for us. Uh, mm. God was there and, and God was gracious. And, and that's where we encountered uh, the vineyard. And we started mm. going to, to Taunton Vineyard. Quite a funny story, though, because um, we did find Taunton Vineyard. But um, when, because when we came to Taunton, John was, wasn't, well, when I moved to Taunton, John was in Exmouth. I had the job of trying out all the churches. <laughs> So um, I went right in seven churches. I started with Taunton Vineyard um, and I thought, oh, yeah, this is great. But I better try out some more. So I tried out six more and then uh, I went full circle and came back to Taunton. You know, I think it's just um, it was something about the vineyard that um, Mm. I know people say that a lot, but it felt like family and it 
Yeah. It was just, it just drew, drew me back. And when John came, uh, he was just like, yeah, good job, good job finding this, <laughs> yeah. this one. And, and it's just, you know, I, it was God, definitely God and his grace, his grace. But, um, I, yeah, I think it, it was just a funny kind of like, oh, I'm back. You know, I find, we find ourselves back where yeah, we started, yeah. which, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you got settled into Taunton Vineyards and, and get to know the vineyards. And yeah. I guess, John, as well, you had to find other employment and and what that looked like for you. And Yeah. 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 So t- yeah. Tell us a bit about that journey. And I guess lead into, yeah, like church planting. Like where did that come into yeah. play? Like at what point in the journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I found myself in, in Taunton. I realised I couldn't mm. just ditch Jude there. So she was working <laughs> in the pharmacy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as I said, 2006 was a really refining time for us. Really, mm. Just looking back, we it, we grew a lot then. Mm. Uh, we, I wouldn't want to go back to that time. It was mm. it was tough, you know. It, we were just this young couple trying to make our way and. Yeah. Um, a bit heartbroken about Jude's father mm. and I was a bit all over the place just knowing what I was going to do with my life but then God was really gracious we found a, a, a great church to get plugged into mm. at Taunton Vineyard who had a there was a yeah kingdom mentality of mm. of um, of multiplication before mm. before that would have been a phrase so you know God's yeah. got a, a plan and a purpose for each of our lives and for mm. some of us uh, well, for all of us, that'll look different. So, so we we were really blessed there. We we had sort of mm. six fantastic years in Taunton. Jude uh, gone to her, her running. I was playing rugby. We had mm. lots of friends there. We started street pastoring in the town. We were leading a small group at the church. Yeah. We I started to do a bit of preaching there. Uh, we had some great, we just enjoyed the first few years yeah. of our married life. I, I, and then, yeah, encountering just the, the, the movement of, of the vineyard, just realizing that uh, um, there was an adventure mm-hmm. and a call o- on our lives. And towards, uh, I mean, the end of sort of 2009, 2010, 2011, we began to feel, and, and surprisingly, a sort of frustration, like a spiritual frustration. There was no uh, logical reason for that. We, we'd been in this church in this town for five years. We, we were enjoying ourselves. Yeah. But there was just something of the Lord moving and shifting and almost kicking us out of the net, out mm. the nest a little bit. And we had some great friends um, in in uh, at Taunton Vineyard. But, but a story really from me was in we went to visit we saved up all our pennies and went to visit friends of ours in South Africa and we were driving across the the, the wild coast there um, in South Africa and we found ourselves one one evening and we found ourselves in a place called the wilderness and it was like 3 p.m in the afternoon and we'd sort of been out for the day so everyone was just chilling out before we went out and found found some food somewhere and I found myself out on this balcony and and really felt powerfully the, the presence of God and, and realized I was in a place called the wilderness, mm. which hadn't really, the penny hadn't dropped until that moment. I realized this sense of shifting and calling and 
the Bible, which, you know, we see Jesus encounter God in the wilderness. We see Moses in the wilderness. It's a place of encounter with the Lord. Just felt God almost giving me a blank page and saying, what, what do you want to do, John? Like, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Who are you? Yeah. And, and what do you want to be about? And what do you want to do? And and I felt that was a shift and for me. And, and it, it coincided with what Jude was sensing, just that, okay, it's time to maybe risk again and, and, mm. and go again. We, we've, we've, um, we, we've healed a wee bit from that t- 2006. And, and then the day, the Sunday that we got back from South Africa, we went to a church and real close friends of ours, Jody and Joff, that we mm. planted yes. a Tiverton Vineyard with, they, Joff came up to me looking white as a sheet. <laughs> and uh, after worship, randomly, yeah. And he promised, he said to his wife, he said to Jody, he wasn't going to do this. Yeah. He came up to me looking white as a sheep. In a way I'd never, I've never seen him before. And he said, I think, I think we should all plant a church in Tiverton. <laughs> and I think you, you guys should come and lead and we'll do the music. And I think we should, I think we should do that. And then he wow. just walked off. And, wow. and, and that was. And then you went white as a sheet. So that's right <laughs> after you came back from South Africa. Yeah, that, that's wow. right. Yeah, that, that, there was just God just decided to, yeah. it felt like flick a switch and say, okay, now's the time. How did that and, feel uh, when he said that? Like when you both chatted about that? Do you know, I think for me, it was, um, I didn't have, I didn't have that wilderness experience that John yeah. had. I was I was up for 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 something because um, we we always kind of wherever we were we served and we tried mm. to serve with all our heart. Yeah. And so for me, um, for me, it sounds quite shallow, but it made quite good practical sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because I was, we, were, we were three months pregnant at the time. Uh, with our first Finley so um uh, well we now know him as Finley <laughs> and I had a brilliant job in Taunton in the hospital there Musgrove Park <laughs> Hospital uh, and so we were we were living in Taunton and John was working um in Exeter at the time yeah. so for me um so he was you know home lit and and I thought oh uh, you know leaving early home lit and then Tiverton's right in between Taunton and Exeter so um for me I thought oh we could yeah we could move to Tiverton and then that would mean John would have to leave later and come back earlier you know with a baby on the way I'm gonna need all the help I can get so uh for me um I I had my practical head on probably because I was you know brewing a baby but um and also you know uh Jodie and Joff lived in Tiverton at the time so uh, uh so they knew the time they knew and and, Mm -hmm. you know we trusted them and we Mm -hmm. um we had a good relationship with them uh and we believed that you know they hear from god and as do we and as does everyone but um so for me i was like oh okay yeah i you know it would make sense so there was no big god moment for me it was just, you know, weighing it up, thinking practically what would this look like for us as a, as a soon-to-be family of three. Um, and it just made sense. So I think that's, you know, I think like as you were saying earlier, the call to church plant can be so different for so many yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not always that big God moment yeah. that will happen. Um, so, and sometimes, you know, you just think, well, what would this look like? How would it work for me and my family or me, yeah. me and my 
whatever, yeah, whoever yeah. it is. Mm. Um, and, you know, God's in all of that, I think, as yeah, well. Um, and yeah. the combination of all of it, yeah. I think, rested well within our spirits. And we got people to pray. We got, um, we told um, the pastor of Sons and Vineyard at the time, and he was really upset, which I think was like a healthy kind of, we don't want you to go type thing, but we yeah. see that you yeah. can and this would be good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think there is that grieving when you do send someone. Yeah. Um, there is yeah, that grieving yeah. as loss within the church, but actually, yeah. um, you know, God's in that as well. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I think that's where that's we good. came to land with it. But for us, yeah, it did feel crazy. Yeah. Um, but I remember thinking, you know, there, there was four of us that planted the church and, and and we all were loving Jesus as best as we could and mm. hearing from him and uh, responding to the Holy Spirit. And we were pretty sure God had spoken. We were like, I don't know, 75% sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, that's good enough. Like, yeah. that's good enough. And, and, and I'd, I'd much rather in 20 years time think, you know, we heard wrong than yeah. we should have done that. Yeah. And, and we bot- we bottled it. And so, so... It, it was um, that that was that was the, the catalyst and the start of it. That's and our, ours is definitely a journey. I, I think we're uh, the church plant of. Well, I wouldn't encourage others to replicate our, our journey because there were lots of things we did that weren't that wise. Like we didn't have a website for <laughs> like eighteen months or something, and and we began to give our money to the church plant and others. That we we grew slowly yeah. as a church yeah. plant. We're we're a slow growing church but we're, we're consistently yeah. growing church but as people came we began to they began to give some money and but that was held by taunton vineyard so we were paying for everything out of our like savings mm. and then claiming it back and mm. it got to the stage where i remember we paid for a hog roast it was like a thousand pounds out of our savings <laughs> and like and, and that was the, and we didn't wait long it was like a couple of days yeah. later yeah. we got we claiming really the bad. money but i remember thinking right we got to change. We got to sort of take this more yeah. seriously and really um, oh, put okay. some systems in place, or just a website and a bank yeah. account. <laughs> but I remember we got. I remember we got fifty business cards printed for the mm-hmm. church, and uh, handed them round this a little estate we lived on. And I thought, right, we're going to have fifty people coming yeah. to the church next. <laughs> time. <laughs> so we really. I have pictures of you eating hog roast for a month, you know, and yeah. uh, the event being cancelled or something. We managed to get, I remember we managed to get 50 people to that, which was like insane. Like we, we yeah. didn't, we just, we hardly knew 50 people in the town and uh, sort of ramming hog roast and applesauce down there. We've probably still got some hog roast in the freezer. One of, one of the good things we did do though was, um, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. One of the good things we did do was um, straight away, we made a good, uh, connected with the manager at the cost the local costa um and he was really open guy really friendly um and so we um we just asked if we could use the venue basically to have i think like an evening Mm. um a a quiz i think it was yeah a quiz um and then uh, and he said yeah hired it out to us so we thought one of our first gathering events that we did was um to put up posters around the town saying free costa um, and it was a quiz and it was in the evening and everyone was welcome. So um, we did that. And um, I remember, I think we had the two boys by then. And uh, I, we, I had to wait back for the babysitter and settle the boys. And then the Costa, John had gone on ahead and the team. And uh, when I arrived, just about 
five minutes after it started I couldn't get in the door <laughs> it was so full wow. of people and uh, I think just the lure of the free Costa yes. had done. so that was another big bill we had to big out but, we, that but, early. but it was great and, uh, and then we went on to, to host three or four um, services in Costa you know I think mm. when you start you just look around and you see where can we meet where where will God have us? And so we mm. use Costa as our coffee, you know, um, as our venue for the first three to four months, um, which is really good because for the people in town, it was familiar to them. So it wasn't somewhere they were going that was, you know, weird or new. Yeah. Uh, it was a familiar place and we just happened to be there and we did some short services. Yeah, we did yeah. worship in Costa and yeah. it was great. And, Brilliant. you know, we look yeah. back in those early days and just can't believe it really. Um, and there's so much... You know, so much of God's favor and fun over it. Um, yeah, yeah. And so that was, yeah, that was part of how we would do some gathering. Good. And it's formative as well. Like, I think even the, the moments you look back and go, oh my goodness, you know, yeah. the whole gross, it's, it's formative. And I think, like you said about the calling, you know, about every co- calling being unique, like every yeah. planting journey is unique as well, isn't it? Yeah. And we step into these moments of maybe, oh, I should have done that differently, but you know for next, it's like these building blocks, yeah. isn't it, in our leadership, yeah. and yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really good, really good. Yeah. Another one funny story from our, our early days, when we lived um, in, we, in with the house that we lived in first, uh, we used to have home group there, so we didn't, yeah, we did like alternate Sunday morning kind of breakfast um, gathering, but we also, from the very start, we had a home group on a Thursday mm. night with the core people um, that grew and did worship and prayed and did all that so you know Jodie or Joff or someone would turn up at the house with a guitar and we do that and um, obviously our neighbours have been watching so they um, <laughs> as neighbours do and I remember a knock on the door about two or three weeks in uh, and it was our neighbour with his banjo and he said oh I've, I've noticed that you're having it you're holding a oh, guitar right. club is it okay if I come oh <laughs> wow strapped his back literally a banjo oh, strapped his back Mumford and Son <laughs> style yeah they were like yeah come in it's not actually a guitar club but you're most welcome yeah. come in and they yeah. they were on our journey for a while they're not with us now but you know I think those early people mm. um just give you you know give you that hope and give you that yeah. um passion to keep going and to keep moving forward and it's just amazing what people pick up and what yeah. they see even yeah. if we, well, we that, just... that was a really challenging time we'd been going about a year by that point mm. and just meeting a small group and um and, and and getting to gather, get to know people. We, we we didn't really know anyone in the town. I remember going for a run that night and and realizing it'd been a year in and and we hadn't really gathered anyone. It was just the guys that there was maybe a half a dozen adults, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that who who'd, we'd basically started with, and just mm-hmm. almost like um, being really honest with God and and and. And just realizing, okay, maybe we did hear wrong. Mm. And maybe we did. I felt like, you know, it says in the message, it says like you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. Mm. With less of you, there's more of God, more room for God. And I just felt uh, at the end of my rope, I felt we'd gone for it, for this thing. We'd gone hard and it hadn't really worked. And coming back, I remember Jude and I, we got got back that evening and was just chatting to... Dude, I think we were just lying in bed actually chatting about it and, and thinking, do you know, we'll give it like another year. We'll just yeah. give it another year. And 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 if the, we didn't hear right or if this wasn't of the Lord, mm. like that's okay. We'll, we'll 
we'll we'll yeah. let that go and 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 then that it was that and then the, the six of us we prayed and fasted at that time I remember yeah. and then it was that following it was actually a Sunday morning it was at one of the toasts mm-hmm. and our, our elderly neighbor literally knocked on the door the banjo stopped his back and it was one of those moments you just laughed and think okay yeah. Maybe, maybe God is doing something here. It's good. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just reflecting on your story, like you were three months pregnant, young kids in the mix, early years of church planting. You know, for some people listening, it might be that's a really intimidating thing, you know, just in terms of yeah. thinking of having a family or or maybe have a young family right now and thinking, gosh, this isn't the right time. Like, what would you speak into that for some, some wisdom and yeah, what helped think, in that season? Yeah, it's a really good point. And I think um, I think there's loads of reasons why you, you might think you couldn't do it or yeah. shouldn't do it. Um, but for me... Um, for me as a, a new mum I, I I saw the opportunity in it I saw mm. the um ways of it and I remember it was something that Ellie Mumford when we were at NLC uh she I was pregnant so it was the January and our first Finley was due in the March and as she knew that we had felt the call to plant and um she said oh you, you've got great opportunity there because you you've got this baby you know you've got you can you can basically go wherever you want and people will will welcome you so it was you know the toddler groups um you know the school gates all of those people yeah. that you encounter because you've got a ticket to go there yeah um it's just those are the people that that you know god is wanting to reach and so instead of, you know, you potentially move, you've got a full time job, you're not really getting a chance to meet the people in your community. So for me, I felt like although there was, yeah, it, it was hard because mm. sometimes, you know, you don't want to be on a mission as such because yeah. you're looking after a baby. But um, it was just it felt easy because you could just turn up at, at stuff and meet people really yeah. easily. Um yeah. And and gather in the same way, you know, you can invite people to stuff that, you know, the ki- your kids will like. So therefore, other families would want to come. They'd want to come to something that you yeah. put on because you put it on with them in mind. So I think it was Good. for me, it was mm. opportunity mm. was yeah. the key. Yeah, I, I think. There's never a perfect time to, to plant yeah. a church. You know, yeah. we're, we're great at coming up with reasons for why we shouldn't. And yeah. um, but. I think ultimately it's being honest, it's looking yourself in the mirror and, and, and saying like, what, what is my spirit saying in this? What's my yeah. heart saying? And for us, it was like that Isaiah six, you know, here I am, send me yeah. like God, we're, we're, we're open to you. We're, we're uh, desperate uh, to see lives transformed around about us. And, um, and we're willing uh, and yeah. we're here, Lord, and, and there is a hunger and openness. I, I do look back and, and, think how do we navigate there were some things you know we, we were all working full-time we were sort of planting church in the evenings and weekends mm-hmm. I remember uh with with hub I used to go up to hub in Cardiff for a while mm-hmm. so I used to work all day in extra on the Monday leave the office early drive wow. back to uh head off to another country <laughs> yeah yeah this is the wife and kids then uh, go out to a junction on the motorway, meet uh, Dave Vinyl from Exeter Vineyard. We'd drive up to uh-huh. Cardiff. I'd get back, we'd, we'd get back about midnight and then I'd be in the office, you know, for, for Tuesday morning. And, and, and 
the funny thing was, and we were all doing sort of similar things like that, the four of us, mm. never once at that time did any of us say, this is daft, we're not doing this, or this is crazy. Yeah. We just used to look around and say, I can't believe that God's using us yeah. to extend his kingdom in Tiverton. And, and I, don't, I don't say that just to, to, to sort of um, celebrate what we did there, but I do look back and think, well, it must have been love. We must mm. have just been captivated by Jesus in that moment, because you wouldn't mm. do it for any yeah. other reason. You yeah. know? Um, it, it must have just been we were captivated by the king and, and his kingdom. So mm. I, I think... I think ultimately it's drawing close to the father and say, what is it that you want God? Mm-hmm. And is this what you have for us in this season? Because it's, it's mm-hmm. the Lord that he, he's the one that says who we are yeah. and, and what we want to put our shoulders to. Um, so that it comes down to just drawing close to him in those moments, that intimacy with Jesus saying, mm-hmm. is, is this what you have for us now, God? And trust Love him. It. Love it. Can you give us, one or two things that you're celebrating right now in the life of Tiverton Vineyard off the back of quite a crazy 15 months or so like what yeah what are you celebrating just now yeah yeah I'm saying do you want me to go first I'd say um one of the things like I was was saying even in the church planting um fears early days was the opportunities that were there and I think this last 18 15 18 months has brought some of those opportunities back that were you know um that you can revisit and and new things that you can do and you know respond to the need around you so we um we've been really um blessed by the Tiverton um churches together uh working together and we we now um do uh basically monday to friday across the whole of the time um there is a a free breakfast and a free lunch um hosted Mm. by different churches on different days and that came from um a, a real need um from within the town um come from the the council wasn't it that just yeah. contacted the churches and said can you help with the the food poverty that we're seeing within amazing. the town at the minute mm. so um so yeah i mean that amazing opportunity yeah. to just yeah be be there just practically serve the town and the needs within it um, so we, yeah, our, the team from our church, that's just amazing team to yeah. uh, breakfast and lunch every Friday up at near our, where we, where we met, Wilcom or the primary school that we met in. They do it just across the road there. Um, every, yeah, every week. And that runs throughout mm. the town on, on every day, Monday to Friday. Yeah. So with different churches playing their part. So I think that, that's just been amazing to awesome. see and, and the people that are getting plugged into yeah. that. Um, you know, I've just been, yeah, so encouraging um, to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think one of the key things for all of us to remember is what God is speaking to us and into our lives. He'll be speaking into other people's lives. And mm-hmm. we found out on the, the, the journey of planting Tiverton Vineyard. Uh, we've just been um, astounded by the people that have uh, drawn alongside us on this yeah. journey. Felt the yeah. Lord speaking. So we have yeah. we have a team that's uh, um, beyond what we could imagine, mm. uh, just with skill sets and enthusiasm yeah. and how they hear from from God. And yeah, just a little story for me, just from that same uh, event. There was a I was chatting to a guy there, and he he was at the lunch on the go, and he didn't. He was just a bit. Uh, distressed about something i said what's that and he said i'm um, having these awful uh, nightmares like these night tethers and very disturbing and distressing and i, I can't sleep and I, mm. I, I i don't want to go i'm worried about 
I get anxious about when the evening time comes and I have to go to sleep and just, you know, that sounds awful. You know, I'm so sorry to hear that. Listen, we believe that uh, God's real and he's here and just practicing praying for folk. If you'd like, I'd love to just pray for that right now. And, and, and he said, yeah, that'd be great. And then the next week when we saw him, just asked, well, the first thing he actually came up to me and said, oh, thanks so much. Like I've just been sleeping so well and Love feel it. refreshed. And, and and that's this little fuel for the journey, isn't yeah, it? And then yeah. from there, a, a relationship develops. And, and, mm-hmm. and, um, that's so good. yeah, that's good. Give us a, what's the story that like, yeah, what's the dream for, for Tiverton Vineyard? What's the story that's yet to be written? What's in your hearts? Yeah. So our, I think our, our vision does sum it up. You know, we, we're called to play our part in seeing Tiverton and beyond flourish mm. by helping people see that Jesus Christ is real and is relevant. And, and that's the thing that excites us. That's the thing that captivates us still. Like we're just desperate for uh, young people and old people, like single folk, uh, families, married folk, um, to just to have their lives transformed by Jesus just to be captivated by Jesus. And, and that requires absolutely faithfulness and, and, and yeah. just continuing to show up in season and out of season, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, drawing close to the Father. But it also requires boldness and, and taking risks sometimes. And, and it's just getting that tension, that, that tension mm-hmm. right. But uh, we, we're, we celebrate all that we've seen before lockdown. Yeah. Um, but we're just excited about this next season. We're 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 making taking some risks as a church, um, um, and with a thing called Lean In mm-hmm. that we're wanting to do. We're just wanting to free up time and energy and resources in our our church's calendar and in, in in our church's lives. The people in our church's lives to begin relationships that there could be a God story coming out of. Mm. Um, but th- that's what it's, that's what it's about. It's about um, just um, ongoing discipleship, yeah. but then just seeing lives captivated by Jesus. And absolutely that'll involve uh, buildings and staff and, and, and more risk. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing that when it boils down to, that's the thing that, that captivates us, that excites us. Mm. Yeah. That. I yeah, I think I, yeah, obviously we, we agree with that. We're doing the, um, the lean in series. And one of the things that, um, struck me recently was the talk that Andy Smith gifted to the, to the mm, movement that yes. I think we, um, yeah, a lot of us played on a Sunday morning. And it was about him talking about where, what are we stepping into? Mm. Um, or, or who are we stepping, um, stepping into? And, and, you know, that could be, I was really struck when he said it could be someone across the room. It could be someone across the street mm. or it could be someone across the, you know, the nation. But mm. just really, um, yeah, like John's saying, freeing up time and people's schedules to just step into, to people's lives that are, are near or far or, or whatever that might look like. And I think, you know, we saw, we, we've been, the kids have been meeting in uh, the Vineyard Kids. We've managed to meet up um, outdoors uh, in an adventure playground recently. And we invited a family from school and, 
and uh, and you know I think it's again opportunity there that we they just that they will come to stuff that you invite them to that maybe yeah. they wouldn't have come into a church building but yeah. you know we are still the church and yeah. she um following that the mum of the family just uh, said to me the next week I felt so special when I came Aww. and and you know I think that is just you know that's totally Jesus you know it's yeah. the presence of God yeah you know out with the church building and I think you know, I think it's just that it's just leaning into that and, 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 you know, pressing into relationships with people that are right in front of us sometimes, but, um, mm-hmm. but whatever God is putting on your heart to do, just to, to take little steps towards yeah. the obedience in that. Yeah. We yeah. have no idea as well. I think oh, that's just such an encouragement, isn't it? To hear that. I felt so yeah. special. We have no idea. Like, Mm-hmm. those little steps that the impact that can have on people's hearts say eh, and situations yeah. and yeah. that that yeah. little prayer for that guy you know all of a sudden yeah. he's anxiety you know it's it's yeah it doesn't take a lot of time these moments does it but actually it has yeah. such big impacts yeah. on people's stories yeah. So. yeah i think just on that thomas i think yeah. it's just it's, it's developing those relationships but then having some deliberate conversations yeah. in them like, like Jesus did that. So he yeah. loved meal times. He loved yeah. being around people, social situations, but he, he, there was times when he just brought up big life issues in them, just mm. significant. He had some deliberate conversations. Yeah. You know, can I share how I've stayed sane during yeah. lockdown? Is, yeah. is this relationship I have with Jesus? Yeah. Or I'm really sorry to hear that's going on in your life. That sounds hard. That sounds terrible. Can I pray for that yeah. right now? Yeah. Or can I just share a wee bit of my faith? Just, just yeah. taking those moments and saying, let's just turn this conversation yeah. into mm-hmm. something yeah. uh, eternal. Like, let's yeah. just take the roof off here and Love bring that. Jesus in and bring the yeah. Holy Spirit and, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and yeah. close we've got a little section called weeds and seeds no, so I love it. Uh, yeah so we can't <laughs> my call favorite bit of all, my favorite bit of all the podcasts great oh i love it good good so yeah just yeah. give it throw us some some weeds some things you've had to look out for in these last 15 years or so or just life in general and yeah. uh, some seeds like what have been the things that have filled your tank I was thinking about this. Um, I was actually doing some weeding in the garden recently, which I never do. But it was our strawberry plants were starting to come. And I thought, oh, gosh, they're they're entangled with weeds. I better get them out in order to let them grow, you know, and grow well. And uh, as I was weeding, I did feel like God was speaking because underneath the weeds, it was teeming with life. There was wood life. There was worms. There was, you know, there was strawberry plants coming. And that. so I just wanted to say that before we start, that when, you know, I think God was saying, you know, when we do remove these weeds, the, the light is teeming with life that's underneath, good. and it's yeah, you know there's there's life that he wants to give there. But for me personally, I think a weed would be um, being self-critical, um, doubt you know doubt um, myself, um, you know being a, a perfect. I'm not a perfectionist, but I think it is a cruel master. You know, when you it's the negative internal thoughts that I have to myself mm. um, or my behaviors or my attitudes or being internally pessimistic. And I think that is something that the enemy definitely uses to steal my joy on mm. things. Um, and dampen my spirits you know I think when you you've done something or you feel like you've done something well or you've stepped out and mm. you, in that moment you feel great but when you come back you you know you feel that little voice saying no but you didn't do this or you didn't mm. do that or you didn't use that opportunity to to do that and I think don't get me wrong it's really good to self-reflect and evaluate how we how we are and what we're doing but I think it's that 
um, balance between challenge, uh, challenging your critical internal voice yeah. um, mm. over acknowledging what um, your achievements, what God's yeah. done and what God wants to do. Mm. Um, so I think for me, it's that kind of battle of internal doubt or mm. criticism. Um, mm. But on a more positive note, <laughs> the, seeds, <laughs> the seeds, we have a picture at our front door, um, which we framed, which is the, the, the verse, First John chapter 4, verse 18, and it says, perfect love casts out fear. So every time we leave the house, um, you know, we, you can quickly look. Uh, and I think that has been a constant reminder for me that there is no fear, there's no condemnation, there's no punishment for me in God's love. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I, how, what that looks like is, I know it's a, a funny phrase, but it's like per- perfecting yourself in his love, mm. um, which just simply means, uh, you know, spending time with him. And that's definitely a seed for me. Um, just making, growing um, God's love for me, um, making that a major goal or desire in my life. And just to spend time with the father and to have him first and foremost and to just have those moments when, you know, I think we so easily can put our walls up or shut shut the door on God's love for us. Um, But just, you know, spending time uh, and when those self-doubts or those fears do come up, they're actually not welcome because you're, you know, you are. Um, it's the perfect love it casts those out so spending time in his presence definitely um, and another my second seed is kindness and action I just love mm. I love seeing uh, acts of kindness and mm. um, whatever that may be but I just it's a real um, balm to my soul and my mm. spirit that when you see um, acts of kindness within within the church out with the church but certainly within people you know we've seen so much of it over the last 18 months people just yeah. extending kindness to one another it's just so precious and and so part of our calling so i think that is something that definitely certainly in lockdown and, isn't it Jude, yeah it does uh it's really so kind like she's so kind and i just see i i get to sweet front row seats of just yeah. the impact that has even just baking something for the neighbor taking it across and so so, so for me seeds like 10 years ago the first nlc i ever was at mm. and simon ponsonby was asked, what's the secret to a long-term healthy relationship with Jesus? Mm. And he said this thing, and I wrote it down, and I found it to be true. Like I found it to be true. I've, I've thought about it most days, mm. and um, I've forgotten what it... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on the edge the of my seat here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, big build-up. No, the se- so I found it. If I was ever to write a book, Thomas, this would be it, right? <laughs> and it is... It is um, so the secret to a long-term healthy relationship with Jesus is a daily enjoyment of God's love. For this opportunity of a relationship with you, mm. thank you that you don't just uh, love me, but you like me mm. and you're interested in me and you think I'm funny and quirky and fascinating and you're just desperate to be involved mm. in my day-to-day. And I, for me, I found that if I ever meet, Simon, like Ponsonby, like maybe he's listening here. <laughs> but if I ever meet him, I'll just say thank you, thank you. Like he's a bit of a, a father figure in the mm. in the in the church, mm. uh, and I'd say thank you. Like this has yeah. served me well, and yeah. so so that's been that's been a real seed for me. And also just uh, drawing close to a bit of a, a spiritual father, spiritual mentor. Mm. There's a, a guy I know in town. Uh, old and bold preacher <laughs> and I get to hang out with him sometimes and that's brought been so uh, fruitful and brought so much joy in my life and he's been around the block 
a good few times mm-hmm. and I yeah. can be honest and share it. And so one of the, that leads on to one of the weeds. Uh, there's, there was a day I remember meeting with uh, my friend and, and I didn't even want to, to tell him how I was feeling because there was no reason. I, we'd had a Sunday service that had been great be fine and 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 i i came away feeling bad mm-hmm. and that sunday afternoon maybe uh this relates to, to people listening maybe can relate to this that uh, sunday afternoon and the monday i just felt down mm-hmm. and there was no reason for it and i and, and i remember when i met a friend he said how are you getting all how's things and and I sort of took a breath. I thought, okay, I need to be honest here. So I said, I feel down, and I don't know why. And and it would sometimes happen after. I remember a Christmas service as well. I distinctly remember it was great, and mm. I think we had the most people ever along. And I just came away feeling down and, and bad. And so I, I just remember talking to him about that. And and he's he's you know he sat back in the way he does and just said, well, you know what that is, John, don't you? And he said, that's spiritual attack. And, and you know, it's just like a penny dropping. And I was like, you know, you're right. That's, mm. that's spiritual attack. He said, that's the enemy. And he's like an old school prayer warrior. He says, you need to just declare out loud in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of depression or dynamis or sadness. I rebuke it in Jesus name. Speak God's mm. life and light and liberation. So I've, so I've found that to be true. If those sense, what you need to remember, if you're involved in the local church or whatever level, whatever level if you if you serve on the coffee roast if you put out chairs if you give some money to the church if you whatever level you're involved in frontline ministry yeah mm-hmm. in, you're taking ground yeah and and there'll be a resistance and an enemy yeah. to that and yeah. um so it's being aware that that will sometimes mm-hmm. read its head so mm-hmm. so that would be a weed and also comparison just mm-hmm. that age-old mm-hmm. Yeah. feeding into insecurities and doubts and, and self-worth and mm-hmm. i think it's just having confidence that uh, God's story for you, for your one wild and precious life is unique to you. Yeah. And the father knows what you're doing. He loves you more than you, you, you even know. Yeah. Uh, and just trusting that he's the one who says who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 so, so it's, it's that, it's, it's, it's just, you know, when you look at other churches, it's been encouraged by that. It's buzzing yeah. off it. It's celebrating that. But just not going down that route of of comparison, yeah. what are the, uh, you know, and 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 that's all of these things. They're constant, mm. uh, constant battles. But uh, but um, yeah, just a few things I, I've yeah. found to be aware of, and, and yeah. Thanks. What a great catch up. What a great chat. It's just good to chat around your story and hear your story yeah. in a bit more detail. Love Thanks you so lots. Much. You're doing great yeah. things in Tiverton. You're an inspiration to. Maddie and I as well. God bless you. We'll see you soon. See you in the summer. Yeah, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.